1: before amber heard ladies and gentlemen no woman ever no woman ever before amber heard ever claimed that mr. Depp raised a hand to her in his 58 years and no other woman since miss heard made that false claim back on May 17 May 27 2016 has and repeated it in her December 2000 18 op-ed has any woman come forward since this is me too without any me too
2: so we're fighting back and that's the counterpoint she finally has said enough enough and we're asking you to finally hold this man responsible
0: Attorneys for Johnny Depp and Amber Heard battling it out, delivering their final words to the jury before deliberations in the trial that has absolutely captured the nation's attention. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime, where we recap the biggest moments in the day's biggest cases. I'm Jesse Weber. We're talking the ongoing trial of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard out in Fairfax County, Virginia, which just wrapped up day 24. Depp is suing his ex wife for $50 million, claiming defamation, namely that she falsely accused him of domestic violence in a 2018 Washington Post op ed piece, and that that article ruined his life and his career. Heard is countersuing Depp for $100 million. Well, maybe $100 million, I'll get to that, saying that he, through his attorney, Adam Waldman, orchestrated a public smear campaign in the media calling her accusations a hoax. Well, we've come to the end, folks. Closing arguments. This is the time that each side has to wrap up their cases, summarize the main points, and leave a lasting impression in the minds of the jury. Now, each side had two hours to deliver their closings. That in and of itself was pretty interesting to watch because before the lunch break, Depp side had about 39 minutes for a rebuttal closing. And get this, Heard's side only had six minutes left. Six minutes for a rebuttal. Now, before we get to the closings real quick, here is what each side needs to prove. Okay, so for Depp, he's claiming that three statements in the 2018 Washington Post article were defamatory. And here are the statements. One, the headline, I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. Number two, Then two years ago, I became a public figure representing domestic abuse and I felt the full force of our culture's wrath for women who speak out. And number three, I had the rare vantage point of seeing in real time how institutions protect men accused of abuse. Now, Depp would have to show that by implication, these statements were about him, that these statements were published, that they were false, and that they were made with actual malice. Very important legal term here, meaning that Heard knew these statements were untrue or she made them with a reckless disregard for the truth. And then there are Heard's counterclaims. So she's attempting to prove that Depp's attorney, Adam Waldman, was acting as an agent for Johnny Depp when he made these alleged defamatory statements to the Daily Mail publication. Number one, Amber Heard and her friends in the media used fake sexual violence allegations as both a sword and shield depending on their needs. They have selected some of her sexual violence hoax facts as a sword, inflicting them upon the public and Mr. Depp. Number two, quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses, thoroughly searched and interviewed and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their stories straight on the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second call to 911. And the final one, we have reached the beginning of the end of Miss Hurd's abuse hoax against Johnny Depp. Same elements of defamation like we talked about before. So now that we have the groundwork, let's dig into the closings. First up, Johnny Depp's side. The first part of their closings were divided between Camille Vasquez and Ben Shu. They focused upon the fact that why would Depp go through this whole trial, expose all of these details to the world, if he wasn't really telling the truth and trying to set the record straight? During the closings, they kept playing the audio tapes of Amber Heard berating Johnny Depp, mocking him, admitting to hitting him. This all casting him as the victim in this story, not the abuser. And they also did this by honing in on the injuries that Depp allegedly sustained at the hands of Heard, including, of course, the infamous 2015 Australia incident where they claim Amber Heard threw a vodka bottle at Johnny Depp, smashing and slicing his finger open. It was interesting when Vasquez said May 27th, 2016, exactly six years to the day, is when they claim Heard went to the court to get a TRO against Depp based on false abuse allegations, the idea being that that is when it started, and with this trial, this is where it ends. Heard's team also highlighted Heard's alleged lies. They focused a lot on her pledging or promising to donate the full $7 million of the divorce settlement to charities, but in the end, she didn't really do that. Again, the concept here is, if she lies about that, what else does she lie about? Yet there was one moment that really stood out about Camille Vasquez's closing.
3: The mountain of evidence that Mr. Depp abused Ms. Heard is simply not there. What we have is a mountain of unproven allegations that are wild, over-the-top, and implausible. And you can't pick and choose which of these wild allegations to believe and which ones to disregard. You either believe all of it or none of it. Either Mr. Depp sexually assaulted Ms. Heard with a bottle in Australia, or Ms. Heard got up on that stand in front of all of you and made up that horrific tale of abuse. Either she's a victim of truly horrific abuse, or she is a woman who is willing to say absolutely anything. It is disturbing to think that Ms. Hurd would make up the horrific tales of abuse that she testified to in this courtroom, but this case doesn't come down to whether you believe Ms. Hurd or you believe Mr. Depp. This case comes down to whether you believe Ms. Heard or you believe Mr. Depp, Christy Dombrowski, Sean Bett, Malcolm Connolly, Travis McGivern, Starling Jenkins, Keenan Wyatt, Dr. Kipper, Nurses Debbie Lloyd and Aaron Filotti, Tara Roberts, Ben King, Kate James, Kate Moss, Dr. Kolber, Morgan Knight, Morgan Tremaine, Officers Melissa Sines, Officers Tyler Haddon, Officer William Gatlin, and Beverly Leonard. What Ms. Heard testified to in this courtroom is the story of far too many women. But the overwhelming evidence and weight of that evidence shows that it's not her story. It's not Ms. Heard's story
0: quite powerful there. If you believe Amber Heard, then you have to say everyone else who took the stand during Johnny Depp's case was lying. That they're all committing perjury to seemingly protect themselves for Johnny Depp. I mean, does that make sense? Is that too much to believe for the jury? Depp's team also moved on to the issue of damages. And when talking about damages, you need to show the harm. What did you lose? How did the Washington Post article ruin your career and reputation? You need to create that causal effect, that connection. So let's hear how Ben Shu describes what Depp suffered.
1: Mr. Depp has millions of fans, people who, have, who grew up watching him on 21 Jump Street, which is something you heard, mis- heard mock on one of the tapes that was played to you. Or they grew up watching him play the swashbuckling pirate Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, or Willy Wonka. Mr. Depp means something to those people. And those people mean a lot to Mr. Depp. He's a fond memory from childhood or adolescence, or adulthood. And to tarnish him as an abuser is to destroy him in the eyes of many of these people who will never look at him the same way again. And because of what Ms. Hurd did, and because of what she said, Mr. Depp will go to his grave knowing matter, knowing no matter what he does, no matter the outcome of this trial, there are people who used to look up to him who now believe that he beat a woman, which is the worst thing you can say about a man.
0: Really emphasizing how he lost his reputation, his career, his livelihood. By the way, that's the reason that we see such an outpouring of support for Depp with people cheering for him on the outside of court, dressing up, bringing alpacas. I mean, he has a fan base unlike anything I have ever seen. And when we talk about damages, there are compensatory and punitive damages as options for the jury, a form of compensating for pain and loss, but also punishing the other party. By the way, little side note on damages, Elaine Bredehoff, in her closing, she represents Amber Heard. She said, yeah, we sued for $100 million, but look, we aren't really asking for that. We're asking for what's reasonable. Gotta tell you, was a little surprised by that. I get the idea of it. The idea is we're not really out for the money. Amber Heard in this trial was accused of being all out for the money. We're doing this for altruistic reasons. We're doing this for the right cause. Makes sense. Good argument. But why even put in the mind of the jury... That you're not asking for 100 million dollars why even take that away not sure that was the best anyway moving on to amber heard's closing arguments her team focused on how insane and worthless it would be for amber heard to make up her injuries and falsely accuse someone of abuse they really hammered away if the jury finds just one instance of abuse whether physical psychological mental emotional verbal sexual johnny depp would lose they discussed the First Amendment, the right to publish an article like Amber Heard, so she can freely speak about this subject, that she wasn't necessarily talking about her relationship with Johnny Depp, per se, but more about the issue of domestic abuse and being a survivor more generally. But J. Benjamin Rottenborn, Heard's other attorney, specifically honed in on what this case means for domestic abuse survivors.
4: In trying to convince you that Mr. Death has carried his burden of proof in proving that he was never abusive to Amber on even one occasion, think about the message that Mr. Death and his attorneys are sending to Amber and by extension to every victim of domestic abuse everywhere. If you didn't take pictures, it didn't happen. If you did take pictures, they're fake. If you didn't tell your friends, You're lying. And if you did tell your friends, they're part of the hoax. If you didn't seek medical treatment, you weren't injured. If you did seek medical treatment, you're crazy. If you do everything that you can to help your spouse, the person that you love, rid himself of the crushing drug and alcohol abuse that spins him into an abusive, rage-filled monster, you're a nag. And if you finally decide that enough is enough, you've had enough of the fear, enough of the pain, and you have to leave to save yourself, you're a gold digger. That is the message that Mr. Depp is asking you to send. But he doesn't stop there. Because in Mr. Depp's world, you don't leave Mr. Death. And if you do, he will start a campaign of global humiliation against you, a smear campaign lasts to this very day he will do everything he can to destroy your life to destroy your career that is what they're saying ladies and gentlemen
0: that was so important don't victim blame don't judge them for what they do or don't do that's not fair that's wrong all of amber's actions or inactions can be explained They then turn to the counterclaims. Again, they need to do two things with these counterclaims. One, they need to show that Adam Waldman's statements saying Amber Heard's allegations are a hoax were defamatory.
3: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are.
0: but they need to tie the statements of Adam Waldman, Johnny Depp's attorney, to Depp.
2: So let's talk about the counterclaim for a
4: moment. These are Adam
2: Waldman's statements. You've heard Mr. Depp say, well, why, are you, why aren't you suing Mr. Waldman? Isn't that typical of Mr. Depp? He doesn't take responsibility for anything, so now he's going to blame his lawyer. But the evidence is very clear on all three statements, and we'll show them to you in a minute, that he says Adam Waldman, Mr. Depp's attorney, says these things. Now, Mr. Depp says, oh, I didn't even know about those until the counterclaim. Well, we know that's not true because Mr. Waldman's testimony was two months before those statements were made. In February of 2020, Mr. Depp accompanied Mr. Waldman to the Daily Mail, the same place that all three of these statements were published, and he gave them two spliced audio tapes to try to make it look like Amber was the person who was committing the abuse. He went with him. He knew that Mr. Waldman was doing this. He knew that Mr. Waldman was launching a campaign against Amber to try to discredit her. And the timing of this, we're talking, the statements now are April and June of 2020. The trial is July of 2020. So they're launching an attack to try to discredit Amber before the trial in the UK. That's what happened here. And that is Mr. Waldman, but it's Mr. Depp. The judge gave you three different instructions and you'll all have them. He's acting as his attorney. He has the authority. So Mr. Depp is standing in the shoes of Mr. Waldman. Mr. Waldman is standing in the shoes of Mr. Depp.
0: Strong argument there that Waldman was doing the bidding of Depp and Depp either knew or authorized these statements. So all in all, after the closing arguments, the jury was provided some final jury instructions by the judge. Two alternates were released for now. If something happens to a juror during deliberations, those alternates can be called back. And then the jury was sent out finally to begin their deliberations. They lasted about two hours, and then they were excused for the long weekend to come back on Tuesday you know, I get asked, when will the jury get back with a verdict? It's really always impossible to guess in cases like this. A lot of statements to consider, a lot of evidence to weigh, and of course, the issue of damages is a whole other animal. Thanks for joining us here on Sidebar. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.